Welcome to the Career Fit Mom Podcast. For moms at any age and stage, this podcast will elevate your career development, fitness, and personal growth, giving you the tools and inspiration to live your best life as a woman, as a professional, as a mother. I'm Beth Yarzab, and I'm your host of the Career Fit Mom Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful that you're here and listening to the episode today. This is episode seven of the Career Fit Mom podcast. I appreciate every single person who listens to this podcast. So thank you for listening today. I have an interview with Vanessa, who is the April 2018 Mom of the Month. Vanessa is an absolute favorite person of mine. She really is so engaged in everything she does and she's got very strong values and she lives those values and it's very clear from what she says about her career and sort of her passion projects or the self-development and personal growth that she's doing um, as well as her family life and her self-care that all of those values are really aligned and she's very strong in those and I think that's just really nice to listen to and when I know when I'm feeling like I'm really connected to my purpose then my values and they just sort of come out and it's it's uh, such an easier more joyful way to live things kind of line up the way they're supposed to so with that I would say thank you to Vanessa for participating as a mom of the month and uh, you can check out her a blog post on careerfitmom.ca under the resources for mom section and uh, enjoy the show. Thanks. Hi. Uh, hi, Vanessa. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the Career Fit Mom podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Beth. My pleasure. We've known each other for a couple of years now, actually, because... I think you've been working out with the Career Fit Mom community for probably about four or five years. I think that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, I know. So I've always loved having you in our classes because you add so much value to them, to the community itself. And I, that's why I really wanted to feature you as a mom of the month because you're a fantastic person. And um, we just we just love having you part of the community because you're so supportive of other people and you take an interest in other people. And you have a very interesting life as well. So I'm looking forward to having a (laughs) chat tonight. Um, Okay, so just to start off, I want to kind of introduce you to um, our audience. And you can tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of where you how you got to where you are in life today okay that's a pretty big question I Um, know (laughs) (laughs) okay well um so I live in you know in the Danforth East York area and um I live with my partner and our two children who are six and eight Mm -hmm. um and I'm a lawyer at a community legal clinic Mm -hmm. um so that's sort of what I'm doing with my time mostly right now. Keeps me pretty busy. Um, so what was the other question? How? Oh, well, yeah. How you got to where you are in life. But I guess I have a question about sure. what you've already said, which is the in terms of your law um, yeah. profession. How did you decide to go into the community 
legal aid side of law uh, instead of well, like a more private kind of practice or sure so I mean I think that was always I was always sort of interested into going into law from more of a social justice point of view mm-hmm. um I actually used to watch it's a terrible terrible show but um Night Court I don't know if you're oh yeah that show. yes and I always thought the public defenders I was like you know I don't know that kind of inspired me when I was a kid and then I went through different ideas of jobs. I thought I might go into teaching, whatever. And I sort of went back to law. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did a joint degree in law and social work at University of Toronto. Okay. So really from the beginning, that was really a focus that I would be doing more social justice kind of work. And I did mm-hmm. placements throughout law school at a legal clinic. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, it was kind of always my dream job. I just thought, you know, I went into law to help people. Mm-hmm. The legal clinics are working with most of our clients are... Um, well, they're very low income. A lot are on social assistance. They're, a lot of them are otherwise marginalized, mm-hmm. um, newcomers, refugees, people dealing with mental health addictions, mm-hmm. um, lots of, you know, all kinds of barriers. And so just really vulnerable clients that need, you know, good legal support. And it just is an area that's always resonated with me uh, and I guess my values um, and, you know, doing the practice of law, I want it to be something that's helping people not, you know, but just <laughs> getting rich. Yeah. I think way less stressful ways to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the, the community part of it as well. I mean, you talked about, you know, community career fit mom, but uh, the legal clinic, it is rooted in the community. We have a community board of directors. Okay. And so that's a really important model to me as well. So we're serving the community We're you know, we're really embedded within our values of our community. Okay, so your clinic is serving people who live in that sort of catchment area that's then? Is right. that how it works? That's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. How long have you done that? Have you always worked in the legal aid side of things from the beginning? Pretty much, yes. I've been there uh, pretty much right off because I did it. I worked through through law school as a student. I worked with Center for Spanish-Speaking People as another legal clinic in the West End. Mm-hmm. I worked at a research facility related to the clinics. And then um, most of my career I've been there other than I was in Vancouver for a few years. And there I worked at a human rights um, legal clinic, which is also a sort of community clinic in BC. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I guess it has been pretty much what I've done. In terms of the social justice, are, do you have any other social justice causes or interests that you do outside of work or that you um, you support outside of work? Sure. Um, it's been hard, just so busy with mm-hmm. the kids and everything. Uh, but this September, I did join the board of South Riverdale Community Health Center. So that's been a really great learning opportunity for me. And Definitely. so that's a community health center that's located at Queen and Carlaw. So it's in our in our area mm-hmm. um and well their catchment goes to coxwell so it's just west of career fit mom mm-hmm. um but they do a lot of really great stuff they opened a um safe injection site this fall so they have a really strong harm reduction program mm-hmm. um, and they're very much focused again on community and social justice and sort of a whole person view of health so it really mm-hmm fits well with my values and oh wow that's a great experience for you too yeah it's been really great Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're helping you're adding a lot of value on the board as well because yeah it's uh it's it's great to get those experiences and to feel like you're you're giving back and you're also growing as a person when you're doing those kinds of things that's really cool Mm -hmm. yeah so it's still fairly new in the journey but it's been really great experience so far 
Oh, cool. Okay, let's turn it over to fitness. Okay. So what is your current fitness routine? Um, so, I mean, I've been doing the career fit mom classes. So I think I'm doing right now a few classes um, as I'm able. It's been mm-hmm. hard with the board and some other stuff to kind of keep up my evening routine. But mm-hmm. so I'm doing a few group classes and then I'm also trying to do some running on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're going to join us in Niagara and you're doing that's a 5k. Right. I yeah. just signed up cause I missed it last. So I signed up for the 5k. Yeah. So just, it'll be my first race. So I thought start with a 5k and just be a good chance to just work on my speed and just something to work towards. So it'll be kind of you, fun. yeah, you are totally going to love it. It's such a yeah. fun race. The Niagara women's, um, 5k and half marathon. It's uh, very inspiring because there's people from, all backgrounds in terms of physical backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, abilities. Uh, you know, last year I saw someone walking with arm braces and help, that was helping her through her walk, jog. Uh, she was doing a half marathon. Like it was very inspiring. And um, Catherine Switzer, who was was trying to do the Boston Marathon way back um, and was pulled off the course because they didn't actually allow women at the time in the Boston marathon, which seems so crazy. Cause I believe mm. the Boston marathon was just won by a woman <laughs> like this weekend. Um, mm. Yeah. So she, she's a big um, advocate of this race and she will be there and it's kind of fun. Oh, she's cool. right there at the like, start right. and you can get books signed by her. Anyway, it's kind of like, it's my little yeah. like uh, fan moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think it'd be a great opportunity and I'm, I think it'll be fun just, to something to do and it'll be fun going with all of you guys and yeah. cheering you guys on on your half marathon because probably you'll take a little longer than me well um we'll all have wine at the end so that's the nice <laughs> that's another nice thing about niagara you get a little wine bottle of wine in your <laughs> race kit um so just thinking about your fitness you have a lot going on you're a very busy mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. um how what, what motivates you like what helps you make your self-care a priority and include that fitness routine there? Sure. Um, I think there's two parts. So I think for one, I'm definitely like a social exerciser. So things like the career fit mom works really well for me because I signed up for my course. I know I'm going, there's that structure in place. And I know if I've not really seen anyone or had a chance to chat with anyone, like I'm going to go, I'm going to see some of the, some of the ladies that I'm friends with or, you know, chat with. And so I think that really helps to have that extra motivation um, yeah. and just to see the instructors as well, who over the, you know, the years you become, you become friends. And so I think that really helps just having that support. And, and like I said, that even social aspect, so sort of get a bit of both in at the same time. I think that's one aspect for me. And then I think the other where more say the running I've seen is just, um, I realize it's just so good for mental health, mm-hmm. um, and just, clearing your mind you know I have you know obviously it's a, it's a stressful job as most of our jobs are just busy with the kids family issues whatever um, I just find it's really helps me to just keep my cool to be able to go off and almost find it sort of I don't, I don't know if I'd say meditative but almost um, mm-hmm. like I've sort of you know mindfulness and stuff I'm interested in I don't find it works for me sitting still and doing stuff but I feel mm-hmm. like running it's a really good time to kind of get into the flow and and do that so I think I've sort of become more self-aware of that in in the last year or so that I really need that quiet and time on my own too Mm -hmm. so that's been like a motivator I think when I just see the impact and how much better I feel 
Totally. I know. And it's, yeah, running really can be meditative because you're, you're focusing on your breathing because if it's, you know, physically challenging, you're Mm -hmm. trying to get that oxygen in and you're trying to really not labor your breath and just let it be very open, open chest and, um, and sort of looking 20 feet ahead of you, what's coming up and just keeping that posture really aligned that Mm -hmm. helps create um, that sort of mindful mindfulness as you're doing it. But do you listen to music or do you find yourself thinking about stuff when you're running or? Yeah, it depends. I mean, sometimes I've listened to podcasts and things like that too, like Ted talks, something like that. It's kind of fun. Um, But uh, sometimes, honestly, I often just, just go, go with the quiet and just sort of, yeah, just with my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like to run outside. I don't run on a treadmill or anything. And I, and I liked also part of it is just being outside and getting the fresh air as well. I know. Um, yes. So, tree yeah. bathing. Have you heard exactly. of tree bathing? I yeah. have heard of tree yeah. bathing and I totally, <laughs> yeah. I realize I love living in the city, but I, <laughs> the older I, I get, I really appreciate that time in nature as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like when you can go down to Taylor Creek, right? Where the trees mm-hmm. are and mm-hmm. the, that ravine, those trails down there and just let it wash over you. Like just exactly. the... And it's, it's like proven scientifically to be like the, the effect of the trees, just like the, ah, it's just so beautiful on our kind of like consciousness and uh, the, the calming nature it has of it. So yeah, it's, that's fantastic. Now, when you're doing a fitness class, are you able to get into flow there? Like, are you find you're able yeah. to think about anything else, but what's happening in the class at the moment? Or are you like, Oh, my to-do list. Oh, this stressful thing. Like, how do you find those, those mm. work for your kind of flow state? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I guess it depends. I've been doing quite a lot of the weight training classes mm-hmm. and I feel like those ones maybe like, I find them quite satisfying. Yeah. I think there, yeah, you sort of focus because you're really focusing in on the muscles and sort of working through if it's getting tired. So Mm -hmm. I think that might be a bit more. I don't know if I was doing more cardio. I'm just trying to think because I think I might be a bit more than focused on, oh, got to keep, make sure I'm doing it right. And I feel like with the weights, like I've sort of know the movements a bit more maybe. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like they're a bit more repetitive, right? So yeah. I'm They're not slower. Sure. I, I do. I haven't been doing it recently, but like in the past I've done yoga and things, but I didn't really find it meditative. I think I found it more. I was struggling with it. Yeah. I feel like the running, it was, I feel it more, but. I know yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. It no, it's, if it's working for you, then. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think the group classes, it's the endorphins though. I mean, yeah. I definitely, it lifts my mood as well. And mm-hmm. just sort of having that social time and taking care of yourself and you know, I, I always notice the difference. It's just puts you in such a good mood. I know. It's good that you have these two kind of outlets because you are a social person. So you have, you get that from the group classes, but then the running, it does, you know, fill your cup on the other side too, exactly. where you can have that time by yourself and to quiet your mind. And, oh, that's exactly. fantastic. Cool. Mm. Um, so I like to ask people about personal growth because I think, you know, those are interesting periods to learn about things people have gone through. I mean, personal stories really resonate with people. So I was just wondering about yours. Like, have you ever had a a period that you're like, whoa, that was like, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I really grew in that experience. Can you share anything like that? Oh my gosh. I don't know, Beth. Like, I feel like, I don't know. That's a big question. Um, for some people, it's having kids. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess 
I'm, I mean, I'm the sort of person who's always like, you know, reading books and like self, self-help self and stuff, but I'm always yeah. like learning new things. You know, I, I did, you know, like I was in university, I studied the joint degree. Like I've always been studying. I think for sure the kids was huge. Um, I kind of look back, I don't know if I realized at the time, but I mean, when my son was born, um, who's now eight, when he was six weeks old, we moved to Vancouver Hmm. And we were there for two years and like we sort of were, you know, just starting over in Vancouver. I mean, I have a bit of family there, but we were basically like we didn't have our parents there. We didn't have really much of a support system there. And you had an infant. And we had an infant. So that Oof. was like quite, and you know, which was all new to us. Yeah. First infant. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and actually, um, I was sort of the first of my group of friends to have kids. They all started having kids sort of the next year or two after. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was kind of like, that was a, that was quite a lot of, you know, challenging to setting up in a new place and meeting people and the whole parenting thing. So for sure, that was, that was intense. And then we moved back to Toronto. My daughter was six weeks old when we came back. So again, <laughs> moving with an infant, the great thing was my husband did all the packing and unpacking and everything. So well, yeah, I, I conned my way <laughs> out of that one. Nice. Um, but so that was tough. Like, yeah. So starting over again with, you know, back and then it wasn't until we finally got our house. So then we, we lived there for a few years. Then we bought our house about five years ago. So we'd sort of finally been able to sort of put down roots with the family. Yeah. That was like quite a lot of moving around when the kids were young um, mm-hmm. and they're close in age. They're 22 months apart. So oh, wow. Um, I would definitely say now they're six and eight. I feel like I've sort of just in the last year or so, like kind of um, getting out of that, just sort of like constantly kind of overwhelmed yeah. and exhausted state yeah I'm sort of going more um like I'm turning 40 this June mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I've sort of like been in the last year and a bit more of an introspective kind of more focused on personal growth mood again of sort yes of like more career and that kind of aspect and personal care and everything because I'm sort of like I sort of been through the thick of it with the kids and now I'm a little like, okay, they're doing okay now. <laughs> sort of, what yeah. they, you know, back to um, me, back to me a little bit. And, you know, looking about, you know, maybe I'd like to go back and do, I don't know, a certificate in something that, or I don't know, like, yeah, you, know, you like school. <laughs> I like school. And, you know, like the board was a new challenge this year. And yeah. Like that. So, so I think, yeah, like it's always, it's a journey. Personal growth is all the time. I yeah. Know, yeah. We're always growing for sure, and but it's sometimes you don't yeah. even realize it. But you, maybe you're going through some challenges, and you're like, yeah. "Whoa, oh my gosh!" Like exactly, yeah. So, um, but I just I was seeing a few friends that have younger kids with strollers and this and that, and I'm like, "Okay, I survived all that." You yep. know, it's sort of like I think we're in the calm before the storm when you know starting to get into the preteens and everything. So yeah, um, it's a, yeah. I feel like you know, there's periods of time where it's the focus is more on the family. There's focus more on career at other times. And so I feel like things are a little bit more of a stable. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. I know when mine turned nine, I was starting to notice they were becoming more independent and I'm sure your son's already kind of getting there. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I started to get fearful that I didn't have enough of my own interests because Mm -hmm. I, I have, clients and friends who have kids who are much older than mine Mm -hmm. and I was seeing you know some moms who were so focused on their kids they were feeling very lost when their kids didn't need them as much anymore so it was like oh my goodness I want to keep my relationship Mm -hmm. with my kids but help them be independent and then also like 
find some hobbies because <laughs> Maya was <laughs> so focused on having, you know, grow, like raising twins and starting a business when they were two and a half. And that was like all consuming as well. So it's just, you know, then my husband and I decided to start golfing together and, oh, I've started, I just took swimming lessons. Like I've started all <laughs> sorts of things, more running. Um, but I've, yeah, it was like, and now they're 11, 11 and a half. And it's like, yeah, I'm really starting to see the independence. So I'm doing even more stuff on my own, but still yeah. trying to be available. Like it's this mm-hmm. weird, this weird kind of gray zone. <laughs> they don't really need you, but you want to be there. Well, they do and, need you. Yes. And... and that's what I find. I mean, I tend to go out, like I, I, I like to go out and see friends and do things and, uh, you know, but my kids, they definitely are at bedtime. Like, Oh, where are you? Are you going to be home? Mm-hmm. And they still want you there. Right. Even mm-hmm. So that's always a challenge, but definitely I try, I mean, I try, I want them to feel like, you know, if they have kids that they, they are able to still have their own interests, right. And do their own mm-hmm. things. So I, I really try and frame it, even you're know, going to exercise, you know, I'm going to take care of myself and. Oh, that's fantastic. It's okay, right. It's okay yeah. to take care of yourself too. But of course, you know, we all have those moments of feeling guilty or whatever, mm-hmm. but. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have a huge list of like things to do either when the kids leave or home or when I retire, I know, which I think <laughs> it consists of me pretty much every night going and doing some kind of class and, you know, art or creative writing. Or, I know. I don't know, whatever, but, um, yeah, swimming lessons. though. that's what's, that's one on my to-do list too. I need to, to do, go back and do some swimming. Yeah. I, find, I really uh, enjoyed that. Well, the, the thing is, as the kids grow, you do more with them and it kind of challenges you too. Right. Um, yeah. Like things like going for a bike ride as a family. I am I bike, but I, I, I'm not a super strong cyclist. So it kind of motivates you to sort of step it up a bit, right? Totally. And that, that whole to keep up with crazy. Them? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like people all around zipping down the Toronto trails and you're like trying to keep yeah. them safe, trying to keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, you know, it's a good motivation. Things that we can all do as a family and sort of yeah. improving some of those skills as well (laughs) yeah yeah we got our kids golfing too and so we're just trying to keep it fun like not make it competitive or like it's it's difficult skill to learn so just they like to like kind of drive the golf cart a little bit and stuff like that right so that's all good um so resources you you say you like to read self-help books you've taken courses Mm -hmm. you have a lot of dynamic uh diverse Mm -hmm. friendships so would you have something you'd like to recommend to another mom maybe it's a podcast or like a ted talk that really resonated website oh my gosh Um, yeah i wrote in a couple ideas i mean ted talks like i think any ted talk i mean yeah i was just listening to them they're great when you're cooking or Mm -hmm. running or whatever and I just feel like you get these short, really interesting ideas and Mm -hmm. just kind of keeps your mind, you know, so I quite enjoy those in terms of, um, parenting. I've been listening to this one podcast called your parenting mojo. Okay. And this says respectful research-based ideas to help kids thrive, which I would recommend. So it's this, um, her name's Jen. I don't know her last name, but she basically, um, I think she's doing her master's in, like child psychology or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she basically reviews different parenting books and kind of goes through them and sort of, you know, questions the research is a sort of good research method here and maybe interviews the author. And um, she does some really neat stuff. A lot of it's, I think her kids are a bit younger, so she has a lot for more sort of preschool age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've heard a few of them. And I, as a parenting resource, I think it's pretty good because if you, 
aren't like I know when my kids were younger I wasn't reading as many books and things yeah. so um it's kind of a nice one if you're cooking or something again that you you can listen and so that one's kind of neat mm-hmm. um the other thing I wanted to recommend was a book I just read that I really liked you might have heard of it Beth it's called The Upside of Stress mm, Why no stress I haven't is good for you I've and heard I, that stress is good for you but I don't yeah. haven't seen that book so it's by Kelly McGonigal And I was actually just on the library website yesterday and I saw that there, I don't know how it popped up, but a list of books recommended by public health as good Mm -hmm. for your, I don't know, good for sort of your reading for wellness kind of thing Mm -hmm. and all about resilience and stuff. And this was one of the books that they had recommended. Okay. Um, So I think it's a decent one to recommend. I'd already, anyways, it's, it's really, yeah, talking about, um, it's not saying stress is per se good, but basically sort of coming to terms with stress, sort of not uh, trying to avoid it, but sort of like the reality is we'll all have stress in our life mm-hmm. and how we can sort of work through that stress, grow through that stress, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of reframing things possibly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and harnessing the good parts of stress, like how it helps you perform. I mean, I know I feel exactly. stressed mm-hmm. before I do any kind of major new thing even teaching fitness classes I still feel some performance anxiety and stress around like am I going to forget what I'm supposed to teach am I going to you know make a fool of myself all those things definitely cross my mind so yeah but that actually makes me do a better job because I think if I wasn't a little bit stressed or anxious then I wouldn't care enough right like I really care about what I'm doing and the people I'm doing it for so exactly that's cool yeah, and she talks in it about, like, different sort of stress responses. So it's exactly like a lot of people, like athletes, uh, people, performers, whatever, you need a certain a certain kinds of stress to help you sort of perform at your peak performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are – there's been a lot written about sort of the fight or flight response that's sort mm-hmm. of seen as very negative and causing a lot of, like, you know, like heart issues. and Yeah, the cortisol. So, yeah. Exactly. So people are sort of really, like, stressed out about stress. <laughs> yeah and and avoiding stress and she's like that's actually really harmful because that's when people may then go to um like you know poor coping skills that might actually be more harmful to them like using substances or whatever right right um and so she actually talks as well about um different stress responses so there's one that she talks about which is the tend and befriend Mm -hmm. which is actually something that you know, applies to men and women, but was something they saw more with female subjects that, you know, when they looked at stress from traditionally looking with, you know, men, I guess. And the tendon befriend is sort of the idea, you know, like hunter-gatherer societies, like if there was someone attacking or something, you know, the women in the community would sort of gather up the children and the elders and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that often as women, when we are going through conflict or, you know, as caregivers, we might have this tendon befriend response, which could, again, be very pro-social and community building. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of think of all these stressed out moms, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are coming together, things like career fit mom and supporting each other. And this oh, is that's really totally interesting. Again, that's actually yeah. like a very positive stress response to actually, you know, see others. Okay, you're stressed out with your kids or sick, and then you're going and giving them, you know, tips or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. I actually thought that was really cool when I read it, and. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. I think you like. Yeah, I would totally like that. You know, and like the whole tend and befriend. I mean, I'm not sure if we can do it the same way in social media or like online digital platforms. I think it's the in person. I I just don't keep coming back to the in person community building. Like that's where you really, I think, tend and befriend. But it's because you can read people's reactions and responses and tone of voice and 
facial expressions, body language, and you can, you can, someone might not even say anything and you can see that they're low energy, low mood or something's going on for them. And you you can't get that on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm definitely very, I agree with you. I'm all about it in person communication. And I think it's so important. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future, like even with our own kids, if there's going to be some kind of backlash against social media or somehow technology changes. So it does feel more like a human connection. But right now, the way it is, I I worry about moms who are coming up that have little ones that maybe aren't getting out of the house and they're all over social media. Mm. And there's a lot of groups that it can be very helpful, but also I think a little bit negative because sometimes there's a lot of judgmental yeah. things and comments that are written that pe- people might take the wrong way or yeah so wow. anyway that's a whole other discussion I know well and I and I have to say I have avoided social media other than this I know I, fa- I find that's interesting yeah um, it's cool and when I moved to Vancouver I thought I would go on Facebook because I had a young child but my husband and I were very like we're not putting pictures of our children on social media yeah I get that and so and I've actually seen there's there's some act or something they're trying to put in about sort of protecting children that they have a right when they're 18 to sort of have their images removed or something. So yeah. I think that's going to be really interesting, actually. That is, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Because they basically don't have a choice, right? If exactly. If we're all putting their pictures up there and, you know, the 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 intent is usually good. It's usually because you your the grandparents want to see pictures of them and whatever. You're putting post pictures. But yeah, it's just out there. So, oh, something interesting to come. All right. Well, my last question is positive mindset I know Mm -hmm. you that really is something that's important to you and Mm -hmm. to me as well so what kinds of things do you do to help you get into a positive mindset Hmm. so I mean we talked about the fitness stuff yeah Uh, I definitely think I'm definitely an extrovert so I think just having times connecting with friends family is really huge for me um music Mm -hmm. I totally have like my kind of like girl power what music um, do you like? Oh, I listen to all kinds of stuff. But yeah. I mean, like, I like more like, um, you know, I don't know, folksy stuff. But right. for positive mindset, like, you know, something like Katy Perry Roar or something yeah. like that, you know, I, oh, yeah. I, I sometimes I just put those songs on, get myself kind of, you know, <laughs> pumped up. Yeah, pumped up. I definitely find that is good. Um, I don't know. Do you do anything with gratitude? That's something that I've been doing, and I wonder if that helps you at all. Not really. You know, I sort of was trying with the kids some of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we tried a few days. We didn't really stick with it. Yeah, no, Um, I tried it multiple times, and I didn't stick with it. And then, Yeah, I mean, I definitely think sometimes, um, you know, I do have to check myself because you're sort of, you know, you come home, you're talking to your husband, start complaining about work or whatever, and I'm like – you know, <laughs> I really need to check myself, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I reflect back on, you know, like the clients I work with, so many of them are going through really, really tough situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of refugees who've, you know, terrible situations in their home. Oh, country. God. I bet. Um, so sometimes you reflect and you're like, why am I complaining about this stupid stuff, you know? And like, I know. It's, so I think that kind of is a reality check for me. Yeah. But also, I see you know, sometimes I have those days where I'm like, this is terrible. Like I can't do this job. And then I'll see some, something at work that's so positive that totally, I just sort of restores my faith in humanity. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a client might come in with a a friend who 
is basically like taking them around to all their appointments, helping them out and just doing like above and beyond what I would ever expect a friend to do. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, wow, like there are really good people in this world. So I think that I find like it can be tough my job, but I find a lot of inspiration in it as well. You know, that's amazing. And you see the resilience in people. And I think that's, that's huge as well. So Oh, Vanessa, the work you're doing is so important. <laughs> I love hearing about it. Yeah, I imagine like, you know, we're from just because of where we were born. We are so lucky. And refugees coming here to start again, you know, they've been through so much trauma, perhaps, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're just having to start all over again. And like, it's, exactly. they may they may not have family or friends or any even people who speak their native language in their area. Like, it's exactly. just, it's crazy to imagine what they go through. And so you're you're their lifeline, like you're helping. Them. Well, I don't know about that, but we do our, we, we try, you know, we try our best and we try and help connect clients if they're not connected to other services as well. And great. We know that I have my social work student as well. So that's been something mm-hmm. that's been a really um, great initiative that we, um, through Career Fit Mom, we made kind of a, I made a connection with um, a lady who works with um, uh, practicum placement. So that was really neat. Mm-hmm. And we've, I think we've just finished having our third student through that program. That's, that's awesome. Been a, re- a way we've been able to sort of go beyond the legal and sort of um, support clients with some of their other needs beyond that. That's um, really cool. Yeah. So that's been something that I've been really happy we've been able to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's Ooh. wonderful. I'm so glad. That's what it's all about. Making those connections. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. For anybody, like whether they're in the career fit mom community or not, like just any community, you never know. Like I even just started an online course tonight I'm, I'm facilitating it and I just I said like groups are so powerful and you never even know who's even in this group because I'm going to connect all these like virtual members they're all going to get an accountability partner to help them craft their resume essentially and I just said like your partner might have a contact that's could get you your next job like you just don't know yeah. and if you don't if you don't make those connections and try to you know you, you always feel you have a feeling if the person's someone you want to spend time with or get to know and it's always good to sort of explore that because, oh, there's just who knows what could happen from it. So thank you for, for sharing that that happened for you um, mm-hmm. through your exercise class. Um, we've had <laughs> clients that have actually gotten new jobs because they've met somebody in the fitness classes that works at the company they want to work at. And they start that conversation and they get tips and they get introductions and boom, done. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's way more powerful than just trying to it go is. it on your alone on your own or apply to jobs just sort of blindly so mm-hmm. that's fantastic well listen thank you so much for being a mom of the month and for participating in oh everything our photo shoot our blogs and um and this podcast i think it's really important to profile women like you just like everyday women who have a unique compelling stories that everybody can relate to and take something from and you shared a lot of great resources tonight so I thank you so much no problem Beth it was my pleasure okay well we'll see you soon in class take care Vanessa okay thanks good night night thank you for listening to the career fit mom podcast today and for listening to Vanessa's interview if you would like to get in touch with us you can meet us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Career Fit Mom, on Instagram at Career Fit Mom. You can link in with me, Beth Yarzab. You can check out our website, careerfitmom.ca. And uh, we welcome to have you part of our conversation about career development, fitness, and personal growth. 
for mothers. Have an amazing day.